On today's episode, Hunter tells us how seriously he takes podcasting. If anybody thinks we're serious about this, um, we're not. Our guest tells us how to be successful in church planting. I mean, I know on a podcast people can't see, but the three of us are probably some of the better looking. Uh, we're all very fit, have skinny jeans. <laughs> and, uh, and we talk about what it's like doing ministry in a small town. I often say that the only ministry that exists is local ministry. That ministry is ministry and, and life is life and sin is sin. And we're all wrestling with, you know, make, takes different shapes, but, but, but it is the same. We've got some event news we want to let you know about. There will be a church planting summit hosted at Covenant Theological Seminary with Mission to North America, church planting together for God's kingdom, collaborating, connecting, catalyzing. It will be Monday, October the 17th through Wednesday, October the 19th. Join brothers and sisters from all over the country to work together for the advancement of God's kingdom in a culture in crisis. Planters and their wives, network leaders, and ministry leaders are welcome. For more information, please visit pcamna.org. We'd love to see you there. This episode is sponsored by Auxilio Partners, managing the business of your church so you can focus on the ministry. Find out how at auxilio.partners slash five points. Today on the pod, we talk to Ben Shaw about church planting in small towns. Ben is a former college minister and was called to plant Christ Community Church in St. Francisville, Louisiana in 2018. And that's enough intro for now. Here we go. Welcome to the Five Points Church Planting Podcast. We are so thankful that you listen, that you join us. We really appreciate it, and we are grateful for everyone who spreads the word about this podcast. Reed, you are an Ole Miss fan. You are a baseball fan. And our guest today played at Ole Miss and is a graduate of Ole Miss. So I have some big news to share with everyone. Name, image, and likeness is the big thing. It's the trend. It's what everybody's talking about on sports radio. And we didn't want the Five Points Church Planning Podcast to be left out. And so we now have a NIL agreement with SEC freshman player of the week, Hunter Elliott for Ole Miss Baseball, big fan of the show. Uh, we can't disclose what all that NIL agreement entails. We're not exactly sure how it's going to even benefit our podcast, to be completely honest, but um, he likes what we're doing and, and we're thankful for him and we hope he continues to pitch well for the Ole Miss Rebels. And if anybody thinks we're serious about this um we're not but so hunter we we cannot expect to see some sweet five point sweatbands out on the field we maybe a water bottle um a sweatband is a great idea um we'll come up with something to promote 
the five points podcast. Maybe every time he strikes someone out, because he's doing really well with throwing Ks, maybe every time that happens, he stands on the mound and holds five fingers up in the air in in honor of uh, what we're trying to do. So um, I just thought it would be fitting that we we mention this NIL since we've got so much Ole Miss representation this morning. So, Ben, we're so glad that you are on the show. Um, know that NIL agreements didn't exist when you were at Ole Miss. Um, I think they had just invented football. Is that right? When you That's were right. there? That's and, right. Uh, y'all, you still you play with leather helmets, right? Well, no, but we did not have face masks. Yeah. Okay. All right. No. So, well, listen, we are glad that you are here and we'll get started uh, with just a question about for you as a church planner, what is it like to plant in a small town? What is, what has that experience been like for you? Well, you know, it's been, um, it's been really, it's been a lot of fun, to be honest. It's been, uh, obviously there's challenges, but, but my wife and I, um, we had, we came from a campus ministry. My, my first 10 years of ministry had been in, in campus ministry. Um, and so we knew that um, being in a small town was something that um, appealed to us on some levels because I am not a um, we know that I have yeah you know, we just like to know people we like to be kind of face to face with people you can't um, I, I often say that the only ministry that exists is local ministry like you know it doesn't matter where you are you. You're only in and around uh, the people that you can be in the lives of and around the people that you can be around. And so, um, yeah, I think that God really um, brought us to, to this opportunity into this uh, place with with the idea that, that we would be able to to just um, know our surroundings and, and be known by people. And um, and that kind of uh, appealed. To us. So I think that was some of what brought us here, um, if that makes sense. Describe St. Francisville for our listeners. Yeah, uh, St. Francisville is a is a um, really small town um, in South Louisiana. It's north of Baton Rouge. It's on uh, it's it's on the Mississippi River, and so it has sort of that. Um, I don't know. I, I have, it seems to me I have found that no matter where you are on the Mississippi river, there's a little bit of a feeling of whether you're in St. Louis, whether you're in Natchez, whether you're in Memphis, whether you're in, in St. Francisville, there just seems to be that there's just something that's familiar about that uh, vibe. Now our town only has 1800 people uh, in the city limits, 3000, uh, 30,000 in the parish, which is you know what we call counties down here. Um, and so it's just really, it's relatively rural. Um, but it is because of its history, um, for better, for worse, the, the, the tough history of, of the Deep South. Um, uh, we have a lot of tourism. We have a, we have a um, people that uh, we're a stop on a Mississippi River boat cruise. And so, you know, every now and then in the summer, I'll walk out of my office and there'll be people speaking German in my on the sidewalk outside of my office and because they've gotten off some boat and um but it is a small town. We have one big public school that everybody goes to. Um, it's a very proud town, um, uh, uh, you know, for all that means a, a little bit. And I would say this to my members, you know, St. Francisville is a little bit self-important. 
Um, but, you know, I went to college in Oxford, and so I've, I've understood uh, a, a, the self-important city. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we, it's a, it is a very quirky, artsy little town. We have music festivals and art festivals, and we have um, all kinds of stuff. So we have a number of people that, uh, we have some people that travel back and forth to Baton Rouge for work. It's not quite a bedroom community or, or a suburb, but, but um, we have people that work in factories or um, power plants, engineers and stuff like that, that travel just outside of our parish to go to work and come back. But it is a, the, the town motto is we love it here. Mm, uh, that's yeah. what they put it on the signs and we love it. Yeah. We love it here. And that's what they want people to. So feel. when, so when Garth played LSU stadium and played Baton Rouge, did you feel the earthquake in St. Uh, Francisville? I did. I certainly, I, I bet we did. Uh, <laughs> I did not go. I did. I, I wanted to go. And, and you'll relate to this if you have young kids, but we had this night. It's like, Hey, you know what? We can go. We can, Tickets aren't that hard to get. We can go. We don't have anything going on. Uh, and then you hear that phrase come out of your mouth. You don't have anything going on. Right. And you realize, wait, we don't have anything going on. Right. So we, we decided yeah. to stay home and yeah. rest. Um, just try to listen 25 miles away. Yep. There you go. All right, Ben. So you're coming from a campus ministry into church planting in a small town. So what has been surprising to you thus far regarding church planting, either positively or negatively, or just yeah. differently, yeah. something you didn't expect? Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in a lot of senses, uh, everything's been a surprise for me because I, I, um, I mean, surprise may not be the word, but it's all new. There's, there's, um, I, I wasn't the type of I didn't consider myself a church planter, so to speak, when we began uh, considering a new call, leaving campus ministry. Um, it, it kind of, uh, uh, as God tends to do, it kind of um, came through the series of, of really um, providential events. And, and we looked up and it, was, it seemed like a good fit. But, but I was not the type of um, guy who would have just called the denominational the agency and said, Hey, I'm just, all I need is just a place to plant and just send me there and I'll do it. And I'll, you know, I'll hang out my shingle and we'll have church. You know, that, that was not, that's not really my, um, my sort of, uh, personality constitution, so to speak, but so everything's been a surprise on some levels. Um, but at the, you know, I, I think you realize when you get into a small town, um, there's no corner, and this is probably true of everybody. There, there's no corner of our lives that that um, being a part of the church here has not affected. Right? You know, we we have uh, really affected a lot. You know, um, you never when we were doing campus ministry, um, you realize that there are times when you're not with students. Uh, or you're sort of with maybe like a, a church community group that, that knows what you do, but is not um, where you can kind of feel off, you know, if, if you're familiar with the idea of kind of being on and being off in ministry, like I think all of us um, tend to feel at different times. I'm sure people feel that in any job, you know, your accountant, you're either on or you're off, but, but being off here is um, just doesn't really happen. You know, you have, you don't have time where you're, um, where you're, you're not um, interacting with someone who uh, is in your community that 
that sees you as a pastor and 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 sees you as um or a pastor's wife and, and my wife's cir uh, circumstance but so yeah it feels like um i, I think that the, just the the undercurrent of ministry in general um is is harder to identify right the, the, there's a vagueness of expectations um that maybe took us a little bit by surprise um but it's it's also been and maybe um this might make more sense i know y'all want to talk about the, the transition from campus ministry too but um there's a lot about small town ministry that feels very um i was surprised to, to feel to realize how much how similar it is i mean ministry is ministry i remember leaving when I left seminary where I had been working with junior high students, college pastors that I was joining, you know, my colleagues were like, Hey, I just want to prepare you. It's, it's not as different from junior high ministry <laughs> as you think it might be. And then you get into college ministry and, and you get ready to go work with, you know, quote unquote, quote unquote, grownups as a grown up, And you realize that, that, um, that ministry is ministry and, and life is life and sin is sin. And we're all wrestling with, you know, make takes different shapes, but 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 it is the same, um, the same thing going on. So, so I think for that camp, was a little bit of surprise. So, for a guy who's a campus minister that might be listening, um, the bridge to church planning is there's a familiarity because you're dealing with fallen people. Either right. way, yeah, that's right. That's a good word. Yeah, and I and I think in particular. For me, and, and I can't say this about every place, and I can't even say it about all small towns, but for me, it, it's been a very familiar world because, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in a, in a rented office, the back of a law office, uh, uh, the, the room, the building that we worship in is, is, you know, down the street, and we rent that week to week, and um, just like, you know, just like college ministry, and there's a lot of moving parts, and a lot of moving around, and a lot of ministry happens, just bumping into people, and you know, going from a college campus that was a square mile at Southern Miss in Hattiesburg, you know, you just bumped into people all the time. And, and to be honest, in my in my situation here, it's it's almost the same. You know, there's only five places to eat here. Right. Um, and you're going to you're going to have, as my wife says, like lit, we've literally never gone in someplace and not seen people that we know not not just like acquaintances or familiar people but like you, you're just going to know well someone in every single place you are all the time so that's similar to college ministry in that in that sense so ben when i was <clears throat> leading the mid-south church planning network one of the roles that i had to carry out was meet with guys who possibly were interested in church planning a lot of seminary students, and one of the things that I kept bumping into time and time again was everybody seemed to want to go to a major city or they wanted to go to a major college town. Mm -hmm. And I had a difficult time finding or drumming up interest for places that didn't fit that description. Um, and so now here you are, you have gone to plant in a small town. Mm -hmm. And I think that's wonderful because one of the things that we say regularly on this podcast is we need to plant churches everywhere for everyone. And you're mm -hmm. doing that. As you think about your church plant in this community, what need has this plant filled? Like, yes, you want to reach people who are not in church. Yes. You want to reach mm -hmm. people who are de-church, 
But do you see a particular need that your church plant has filled in that community? Yeah, I mean, we the reason that we were called uh, here by this core group, we were called by uh, um, a church that was um, half an hour away. So, so um, to, to be a, a sister church or a church plant of, of this church, we're now a plant of the Presbytery, if that makes sense to, to the listeners. But um, we started as a plant of this church because there were people driving uh, half an hour to 45 minutes um, to participate, I mean, to worship every week. And um, they were really, uh, actually, many of the people had, had grown up in this town, gone off to college, gone off to work other places, and had really had a, um, maybe a, a bit of an awakening or a bit of a, a uh, maybe even conversion um, under under um, kind of reformed or biblical preaching, um, either through the minist- college ministry of RUF or through um, different types of, of campus ministry or, or really just uh, different situations. And they came back and they, they really wanted something in their community. Um, and, and so, and, and then there's some, uh, you know, anytime you're in a really small town, especially a healthy small town. And I, I realize that there aren't, there are plenty of towns out there that are small for, for the reason that they're, they're really struggling and they're dying off or, or something like that. And that's very, that is a hard, hard reality. Um, but in our case, we had people who, they were already having a weekly kind of a couple's Bible study. They were outward facing. They had a lot of community connection and they really wanted um, a place, a, an opportunity to worship in town. And so in that sense, um, I got to come here and be um, and, and, and preach the gospel and, and, and look, there are other great, and, and I think we may come back to this, but there are other great, churches in town but it's a town in which there are um there's a huge old you know generational hundred and something year old uh, episcopal church which is uh not normal in south louisiana there's obviously a, a huge um there's a big catholic population down here um there's a big baptist church on the corner of the of the main highways you would expect in the southern town there's a <clears throat> historic methodist church we have a lot of historic buildings um and so there's just a lot of that long-term generational commitment to a, to a, a congregation. And I think that uh, as wonderful as that is in, in a small town, it can become um, it, people. I think the need that we feel is that it is, and we call ourselves Christ community church because we want people to feel, um, to feel, uh, know that that's a priority of ours, that we want people to come to be part of, uh, the body of Christ in a community. Um, I feel like we're probably a little bit more approachable than the huge steeple um, Episcopal church with the, uh, the, the graveyard that has, um, you know, 200 year old uh, uh, graves in it. And um, it's very austere and, and great, great minister there and, and, and a friend of mine, but, and then there's also just people that have, um, it's also it can be a hard town to move into um, because it, it, it is it is the way it is. It's old and it's close knit. And there's, you know, a lot of it can be a difficult place to, to find a home community. We've had a number of people who moved here to work at the Exxon plant or moved here to work at the at the we have a nuclear plant in town or moved here to work at the school um, or married into the into this community. And it just it, it I think that it serves as a place where um, 
you can feel like you're part of um, the body of Christ without being part of um, the big, uh, one of the big established old churches. And, and there was not a Presbyterian church in town. And I, and I think, um, and I don't want to ramble too much here, but I, I think there is a certainly a place. Uh, what really helped me in my relationships was moving, you move into a small town. Uh, and, and this fits my personality. Like they, you do not want, you're not coming to make a big splash. You know, uh, you're not coming to like really shake things up and, and change the world, so to speak. Uh, you're, you're coming to, and, and so in that, by that measure, I was really happy to be able to come here. And, and when strangers asked me like, well, you know, what are you doing here? I said, well, we're, I'm the new Presbyterian minister here. And they're like, oh yeah, we don't have Presbyterian church here anymore. Like, there you go. That's why I'm here. And it made sense to them. And then I was able to build relationships going out from there instead of saying some, well, we're really trying to, to do something new. And we're really, yeah. you know, they, they had a category for me saying, oh, we in a Southern town, like, oh, we don't have those anymore. So, yeah. so, so we're glad you're here. Uh, and that really, that helped um, a lot. We didn't feel like a threat uh, or, or, or seem suspicious. Like, well, how, well, what are you coming to do here that we're not already doing? So yeah. Um, it's yeah. been really, that has been really helpful for us. Yeah. We mentioned a good bit on this podcast that by and large people in the public do not understand church planning. They feel right. like there's plenty of churches um, in Southern culture. They feel like everybody goes to church. Um, although I had a conversation last week with a guy up in the Northeast and he said, you know, there is a, um, a belief up there that is surprising that I've run into that they feel like more people go to church than actually do. And, and that was surprising because um, I wouldn't have thought that, but he said, he said, yeah, it's not like it is in the Bible belt, but on the whole, I think people don't realize that the statistics are as low as they are. So in mm -hmm. our case here in Carterville, one of the things that's been effective kind of mimicking what you just said is um, I tell people we Carterville was the second largest city in Tennessee without a church representing our denomination. And when you say that, people just yeah. kind of go, oh, oh okay. right, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. So, Ben, we talked earlier about transitioning from college ministry to church planting and how there was a lot of similarities. So kind of lean into that uh, just one more time. So what, yeah. what were some ways that uh, being a college minister – was good preparation for planting. So if there's other like college ministers out there, how has that worked? Yeah. Good prep work for planting. Yeah. I mean, it's helped me be very, um, maybe I was this way already, but it helped, it, it's helped me come into a place where fluidity is kind of expected, right? You know, you, my office is in the back of a, of a building, um, kind of on the move all the time. There's a lot of, uh, hey, did we rent the room? Did we, do y'all, do we have enough chairs? Who's doing music this week? Um, I printed the bulletins myself for the first three years on my little office printer that, you know, run out of ink. And, um, you know, sometimes the, the headings would be wrong, the bullets. And just, there's a lot of, um, it really affected, um, that was helpful for me, like, it didn't, it didn't throw me off to be like, Oh yeah, that's fine. You know? And I think some, some of our people, it does at times and that's okay. But I, I'm able to kind of say, yeah, this is it. A lot of my days can be filled with casual interactions. You know, if I don't have something going on, I'll walk up the street to the, um, 
and I know this sounds about as Mayberry as it can be, but but I can just walk up the street and stop at the um, the little store where I know I'll see somebody, or I can go to the you know you'll see somebody at lunch and the little coffee shop. It just kind of um, it just it I can I can view it as as a little bit of that college campus feel um, for a small town. That's unique to a small town, but the fluidity piece, I think being able to say like, all right, we got to, we got to figure this out. And also like people and particularly in South Louisiana, they like to have, I mean, it is a social, uh, to the nth degree, uh, it is a social place. Like people want to get together. It's not, it's not if you're going to a crawfish bowl or it's not, if you're invited to a crawfish bowl this weekend, it's, it's, it's who's having it, you know, it's just constant, um, opportunity to get together and hang out for hours on end and there's a lot of that you get to create or even in my case I, I got to just sort of enter into a lot of those which was which was really fun for me much more easily than I did in college right because me with my little kids and my wife make more sense kind of making our way into a social set setting than we did in, in college ministry so it's been fun I've been in a smaller community you are often up close and personal with other churches, you've already mentioned these historic churches mm -hmm. and they can often dominate a small town. Mm -hmm. So what has that been like for you as you have entered into this community to start a new church with historic structures and steeples in this, in this community? And, and like I mentioned before, being um, coming to a place where there was not only not my denomination, but not a Presbyterian sort of labeled church at all helped me a lot because um, there, there was, you know, there was a, there was a little space holder for me there, so to speak in the, in this imaginary um, collection of, of pastors. Um, but, you know, it's been, yeah, you are up close and personal and, and there are guys in town that, um, you know, I have a great relationship. I feel like with, with all of them, um, you know, some, some I resonate more with than others, but it, but there is no, I don't feel any sense of competition or ill will. Um, there were some, some uh, members of the Baptist church that as we moved here, um, uh, their pastor actually told them, you know, I know that you had some connection to Presbyterian um, church before you, you came here and we don't have one. And he sort of told them like, look, if you, if you look up and you realize that, that you are a better fit there, like you, you go with my blessing and we, we were a part of the kingdom here. And um, now that was an exceptional, wonderful guy and sure, which yeah. we would assume all ministers would be, but, but um, I, I just remember being very encouraged by that idea that, that, uh, and, and they actually stayed there at the Baptist church for two and a half years. And then, um, eventually came over and, and have joined us, but there's, yeah, we have, we do. I mean, we had just had our um, community baccalaureate service where they, all the ministers from the town, but, you know, multi, multi um, denominational, multi, uh, multi-ethnic, you know, just a, a whole broad uh, group. We all get to go down and, and go with the organized by, by, and we also have young life in our town, which is exceptional for, for a small town. That's a, mm -hmm. a, a long story, but, um, 
So we get to all be a part of this um, service for, for high school students. We, we got to spend some time talking during all the upheaval during the, during the um, racial tensions and the, um, all the community tensions during the COVID stuff. Um, I have a great relationship with the Catholic priest here. Um, we have a, um, yeah, we, we, I think that we generally, you're forced in a small town to, to see one another as, um, it's almost like we're, I mean, that may be a stretch, but it feels like we're all trying to do the same thing. And, um, we're, we're, we're really trying to be pulled in the same direction. And, uh, I wouldn't say we feel like we're just one big staff of the same church, but, mm-hmm. but in a small town like this, especially in Catholic culture, I think too, there is a perception of the pastor being like the parish priest, you know, like you're there to do and be part of the community. And, and, um, and so there's, I think the guys here are, we're able to sort of buy into that and, mm-hmm. and kind of play that role to the degree right. that we can. And I remember even when I got called here, they, they said, um, the, the core group said, look, we don't, we probably don't need another church in town so to speak. I mean, by the world standards, and we definitely don't need a mega church. They just said, we want you to be, come here, preach the gospel. And, and if the, and if the, if a kid on the high school football team breaks his leg and, and you come see him in the hospital, whether he's a member of our church or not, we just want him to know why you're there because mm-hmm. you love him and you love Jesus and you know, and you know, so sure even our, our community recognized that, that there's a parish priest kind of role that we're all, that we're all mm-hmm. playing here. And, and, um, right. So that, man, it, it really, my wife says that I, I, I sort of spin up the, 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 um, some stuff sometimes, and this may be one of those times, but I really feel like it's a great, um, we have really good working and functioning relationships with the other guys and yeah they have programs that we we attend and anytime anybody's doing anything hey we're doing this yeah. downtown yeah y'all want to come and, and we try and do it so right yeah matter well, of fact that I, I needed uh I, my printer broke we were printing things for the um for our christmas carol sing up in the park up at, in town and um my one of my closest buddies and physically closest is the catholic priest and i said man i can i email you this and <laughs> the priest printed my bulletins, um, carried them up the street, walked up, passed them out for me, mm-hmm. um, told some of his people to come to our Christmas carol service. And it was, it was great. So, and then yeah, you nailed, together. then you nailed one to the front door of his church. I'm just kidding. That's right. That's I'm right. just kidding. Um, so I know you don't want to toot your own horn. Mm-hmm. I know you well enough to know that, but your plant has gone well and yeah. it's, it's been successful. And so, what is something that you would contribute to that success in your community? Something that you think you guys have, mm-hmm. have done well? Well, I mean, I know on a podcast people can't see, but the three of us are probably some of the better looking. <laughs> uh, we're all very fit, have skinny jeans. <laughs> and um, No, I, Obviously, I don't. Um, yeah, we have. I think that our um, our community. I think God has been faithful to use me and my wife um, and our gifts in ways that that have been very um, 
it's become evident why kind of why we're here, if that makes sense. And, and I don't, and, and so there has not been, um, I mean, sure, there's been some strategic decisions that we've tried to make and some uh, um, things like that. But man, I think learning God has taught me and allowed me to just be myself, um, to not try to be somebody else, to not try to preach uh, in a way that, that uh, I think a church planner should preach. Um, or maybe I was conditioned for that already, having been in campus ministry, but I, I just, there have been quite a few times where I've looked up and thought, oh, okay, like, and like I said earlier, my, my um, inability or my reluctance to be like a big splash guy, I mean, that, that needs to happen in some places. You know, you need, there needs to be someone that says like, hey, we need to get out there and we need to tell people who we are and we need to have a presence. And, and, and man, that is incredibly valuable. That's not, that, that would make me extremely uncomfortable. And so being here, God has sort of like slowly and faithfully built a church and brought us people in ways that I think it, it, it has been, um, has really fit my gifts. And so to be honest, like, yeah, and I don't want to be, um, I'm not trying to just be so deflective of any, of any, um, but man, we, I just think God has taught me to just, Hey, like be you, um, be confident in who I've made you be confident and, and, um, be willing to make mistakes, be willing to make relationships, be willing to love people that aren't going to come to your church. Um, and be willing to just to listen and watch for opportunities. And, um, and so that's been, I think that would be the secret sauce, so to speak, is that God, and, 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 and I hope that I'm in, um, hope that we are um, instilling that and that God's teaching our people that to, to be the presence, uh, the hands and feet and to love people and to be who we are. Um, that's where I've, I think that's where I, I've seen us be, um, how God has grown our church is by letting us be ourselves, if that makes sense. Well, Ben, thank you so much for the work that you are doing in Louisiana and St. Francisville. And thank you for joining us today to talk shop for a little bit. You bet. Enjoy it. Thank you guys. That's the last word for now. Thanks to you for joining us and listening today. You can reach us with comments or questions on Twitter or Facebook at Five Points Planting or by email at reformedplanting at gmail.com. See y'all next time. Five Points Church Planting is a member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters.